welcome to episode 201 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how you doing today man yeah i'm all right it's a it was a nice day actually today it was actually we went to the zoo so it was like pushing 70 yeah i know it's like i didn't have to wear a jacket or anything yeah it was pretty nice I made the mistake of wearing my sweater because I'm just like, oh, I don't know what the temperature's like, you know. I mean, so right. I like, I wore it when like we went out like shopping and shit. I was like, damn, I regret this. So much. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, but uh, better have nice weather than freezing awful weather that we've been having. So oh yeah, d- definitely no complaints. Just not enough research yeah. on, on my part. Mm-hmm. I should have like looked at this device in my pocket that tells me that it's mid-60s instead of mid-50s. <laughs> Psh, whatever. Information. Who needs that? Yeah, not me, apparently. Uh, so, here we are back after episode 200 of record or of streaming for the first time, so that was something. <laughs> it, was, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if it was good content, but if we're honest, that's my opinion on the podcast also. So uh, all right, yeah. But it is what it is. Less lessons have been learned, we'll just keep it there. But um just so people know, we were gonna we you know, we've been doing or we were talking about every other and obviously we're gonna create an exception right away because we have a set releasing, we wanna get our set review up for that right away. Yep. So and... it's gonna be at least a couple weeks. I'm confused. Isn't isn't Strixhaven Haven not coming out until like the fifteenth or something? Or I'm not is, sure. Is it actually coming out next week? And I just had no idea. Um. Oh, it says four twenty three. Yeah, that's what this says here. So. Yeah, so it's not coming out for a while. Yeah, but we got a full spoiler. Which is the thing that's like really. Yeah, I don't know. Blows our mind. Yeah, but whatever. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll actually get out our whole review of it before the set releases for once. Oh my goodness! So, um, yeah, we'll either be streaming two weeks from now or three weeks from now. I don't know which one. So, but yeah, because right. we we did have another episode on the docket. We, we could we could get a stream episode. in between there though, probably. We could. That's less. That's less important. So yeah. So maybe we'll do that. So it might be. We might have to get the set review out and then do do some streaming, which we'll have to think about. Yeah. What we're gonna do with that. So, but maybe we should um, uh, you know, get down to get down to business here. Get this. Start talking about this new set. But if we keep talking, we can stretch it out to three episodes, like call time was. <laughs> call time was just never wordy, ending. Wordy, regardless of whether it was cards or talking about them. So. Call, um, t- call time was perfect from a flavor perspective, right? Because yeah. winter is never ending where we live, <laughs> and call time was never ending. It's just like winter is always just lasts a little longer than you think it should, and call time lasted a little longer than you think it should. That's, there's some truth to that, but uh, <laughs> so, but we're winter. <laughs> winter may be over, but unfortunately, we don't get a summer break. We get to go back to school uh, with Strixhaven. So, uh, yeah. Why don't we talk about, I mean, there's a number of mechanics actually with this set. Why don't we hit those up really quick? There are. So um, we'll just hit this up really quick. Modal DFCs are returning. Woo. Woohoo. I think I saw a comment from somebody in one of the articles or something. They're like, basically, we've forgotten how to design sets without modal DFCs. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But 
yeah. I mean, all of them make sense mm-hmm. from like a story perspective, right? Yeah, I mean they. The, I mean, even from a functional perspective, modal DFCs make a lot of sense. Yeah, because it's like how many you know how many characters did they want to cram into there, and they're like, well, guess what? What if we put two per card? Yeah, which and actually worked out really well because they're two sides of the same thing. Effectively, we're not going to actually yep. talk about any of them as far as I'm aware, but yeah, but like the fact that each of the colleges is two color and they have mm-hmm. the de- a monocolor deans sharing a card. Yep. It's actually really sweet. I like yeah. it. So. Yeah, it was good. So, And then they have some other DFCs, which maybe we'll hit, but yeah. I don't know. Um, so that's the, the returning mechanic. Um, so next up we have uh, Learn and Lessons. Uh, or Learning Lessons, I don't know. <laughs> uh, lessons Learned is how they put it in the actual article talking okay. about it, and I like that description. So All I right, sounds it. good. So what are, what are these? Uh, so, everything, lessons follow the learned. So, you learn lessons is basically what it comes down to. So, uh, there are certain cards in the set that have a keyword on them called learn. It's a subtype. Subtype. Yep. And I think they're all instants and sorceries, right? Yes. All of these, or no, there actually are a few creatures that can learn something. Okay. Or um, I mean, that are lessons. Yeah, but I'm talking about learn because oh, learn sorry, oh, learn lessons. is a keyword. Yes, I'm sorry, yes. I'm skipping ahead. Yeah. yeah. So learn is the keyword. Yep. Where when you, when something happens and you learn, and learn lets you uh, either search for a a lesson from outside the game, put it in your hand, or you can discard a card and draw a card. <laughs> you know, so at the bare minimum, every card that says learn on it has like a mini faithless looting. Or yep. a mini rummaging, rather. Yeah, mini which, rummaging. Or actually, actually it's a straight-up rummaging. <laughs> it is a straight-up rummaging. Which is kind of cool. Uh, there's a few cards that I actually don't think we're going to talk about that people are like, what about playing this in Dredge? Because it has that ability on it. Because <laughs> uh, Dredge people are, are degenerates. Yeah, I mean, that's what they, they're just looking at. Like, how can yeah. we just destroy this game? And then Lessons yep. are... They're all instants or sorceries that mm-hmm. are cards that are two droppable with that thing as long as they're outside the game, i.e. in your sideboard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's yep. nice. It's a sweet little bit of flavor going on. Yeah, they have a type lesson, so yeah, they, uh, they, to denote them. Yeah. So there's so, no, there should be no confusion as to what it is and it's not in yeah. They also have an icon in the corner, kind of like the DFCs do, which makes it a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, it took me a second to realize what that icon was until I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep. Uh... <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that. Uh, the other mechanic is Magecraft. And this is actually an ability word, um, which basically means whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell. Yeah, something happens. Something happens. Yep. So, um, pretty basic of, there. Yeah. yeah, extremely basic. Uh, a lot of people are concerned about it being busted. We'll talk about a card involving that later. <laughs> a really, rather innocuous card, but literally only busted in Legacy. So, what a card being only busted in Legacy, right? Shocking, I know. Oh, right. Hey, if slash if Slash Panther can show up in vin- in Vintage. 
<laughs> there's yeah. there's hope for anything. Um, and then the last mechanic um, is ward, and this is actually going to be an evergreen mechanic. Yes, this is effectively replacing hexproof. Uh, supplementing, I think, is some of it. Supplementing hexproof. Mm -hmm. It's still nice. Yeah. Uh, the way ward is is ward is ward X, where X is a number, and or whatever a cost that, actually. It'll, well, X is X equals a number is listed. Or yeah, I suppose yeah, you're right. There are cards that are actually not yep. listed. It's as technically cards. a cost, so it'll yeah. show a mana cost or some other cost. Yeah, and uh, whenever they, that creature is targeted by an, a uh, spell or ability your opponent controls, they must pay that cost or counter that spell or ability. I like this effect. I think this is a good way to do the hexproof style thing. I agree. I think it is actually a very good. I really like hexproof is obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Not having played your cards sucks. Yeah. And Frost Titan, like this is effectively Frost Titan's ability keyworded. Mm -hmm. Just like it forces your opponent to pay a cost to interact with them, so you get still get to play with your big splashy sweet thing. But at least they can eventually do something about it, right? Yeah. It's just so much more reasonable that way. Yeah. Like, it's just, adding that interaction just makes it, the game better overall. But, like, you know, when when dies to Doomblade, it's just the constant problem. It's just, like, that sucks, too, you know? Yeah. It's like, now your Doomblade costs four mana. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, at least you know. you're, at least there's something else going on, right? Uh, you know, and and there's choices to be made there then too. Sometimes, like you know, if if you have to pay for four mana for to, you know, or you know, more likely five or six mana to destroy a creature, um, because that's what most of the you know more common removal is. Like, that's going to make you think about it, you know, because yeah. you can't just be like you know, at five mana and stuff. You can't just be like kill your dude, play a two drop. You know, like, you have to be like, do I want to spend my entire turn killing this one thing? Yeah. Or in regards to some of them, which the cost is paying life, you know, mm -hmm. suddenly yeah. you have to ask yourself, can I pay this life or do I have to spend a counterspell, which then leaves you open to more things, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. like, it just forces more decisions on your opponent while actually still giving them options. Yep. I, I like it. I think that's a super cool idea. And uh, I think it's just going to make things better. Yeah, I'm a fan. So, um, along with this also, there's a couple terminology changes that are just really minor. Um, but I figured I'd point out, because cards look weird if you don't recognize them that way. Mm -hmm. uh, so, one is Shuffle Your Library has become Shuffle. Yep. <laughs> which makes a lot of sense to just cut those words out, because it's like... People yeah. know what it means. Yeah. And I, it's, it's a really easy thing to explain. Yeah. Uh, and then the other change, which is a little... The bigger terminology change that'll probably catch a few people is uh, converted mana cost is now mana value. So you want to know something really funny about this change? What? When I read a card, I still I instead of reading mana value, I read converted mana cost. <laughs> well, hey, it's doing its job then. It's just like, basically your brain's doing text expansion. Yeah, my, my my brain is just like my brain automatically knows what that should quotations should read, and that's what I'm reading, mm -hmm. which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, my favorite my favorite thing about this is someone being like, "Oh, why would you change that? It's converted mana cost is like already there, and it's so it's like perfectly fine." And some guys respond, "I was like, okay, what exactly is converted mana cost?" Yeah, right. 
because they were they were saying that they don't someone was like i don't understand what mana value is even supposed to mean and someone's like well what's converted mana cost supposed to mean right what what are you converting (laughs) it's like it's all just random gibberish that you have to be told what it means anyways yeah right like if you write converted mana cost on like it's like okay you probably have to sit and parse that honestly mana value is probably easier to understand probably because you look at and you're like mana value is that well i'm like it must be their you know how much mana it cost me to do you know like maybe i just count that up But. And look, I mean, and separating the difference between converted mana cost, mana cost, mm-hmm. like, just not having those two meet, be the same thing, like having yep. mana cost and mana value is actually nicer in my opinion. Yep. yep, changing the wording completely so that it, you don't mix it up as much. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. actually know if it's better, but I'm also just kind of like... Whatever. Here's the deal. My brain replaces it already. I'm not even going to notice. It's pretty easy. to. It's it's easy enough to parse. Also, it's yeah. less wordy, so you can fit more words on a card, and I don't know, stuff will go off the margins less for people on the mad, custom magic subreddit or something when they make awful cards. I mean, honestly, the worst thing for me is going to be learn to stop saying CMC. I mean, you can still say it. People will understand it. Yeah, but not new people. No. You'll catch yourself then. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about some cards? Let's talk about some cards. We'll talk about a couple cards here. Okay. Let's kick it off with our mechanical cards here so that we want to talk about. So uh, first up, we have uh, Clever Lumimancer. There we are. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to get the M's in the right spot. Clever yep. Lumimancer. Okay. Yep. Uh, it is a single white for a zero one human wizard. That is not a great rate, but wait, it has metal, it has mage. I wanted to say metalcraft. Um, <laughs> it has magecraft. Uh, whenever whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, clever Lumimancer gets plus two plus two until end of turn. All right. So. All right. <laughs> This is like the perfect one because the fact it was the first one you come across, right? This is the first yeah. one to talk about. Uh, cards like this are single-handedly responsible for the card Chain of Smog going from $0.10 cents to $20. Chain of Smog? Chain of Smog. Chain of Smog is one in a black for a sorcery. Target player discards two cards. Then that player may choose to copy the spell, and ch- and they may choose a new target. So you chain of smog targeting yourself and copy it infinitely, creating basically you get infinite metalcraft tr- or magecraft triggers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So that is just stupid jank. It is stupid jank. It literally only works in legacy. Mm-hmm. And it's hilariously weak to every part of inter- piece of interaction imaginable. Right. You can't even protect yourself with with like force of will because you have to discard the force of will eventually. Right. And as soon as you're empty-handed, your opponent can just be like, "Yeah, daze you." Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... sure, you're still getting in a few points of damage, but it's hilarious. Like, uh... I don't actually know if any of this stuff is good enough, but. Honestly, if 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 Magecraft triggers chain of smogging myself is a viable thing in Legacy, more power to the universe. Yeah, the here's the deal. It will like win like three games, people will dogpile onto it, and then they'll ban it because 
you know the thing is i cannot imagine any world where this even wins a match Uh, i can't i mean neither can i but here's the deal we've seen people on the internet we have be be people on the internet i will admit i bought a play set of chain of smogs for ten dollars each because i bought them from a local store okay all right all right I'll, i'll allow that the full preview wasn't out yet, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? If there's something that's good enough for Legacy, I'm gonna wish I owned these anyways. And at the time, otherwise, like, worst case, it ends up in in my bulk box, and you give it to me. I mean, at this point, I'm just gonna keep them, right? I know, I'm joking. Because they're they're an infinitely copyable card, so yeah. it's like it's like I didn't even know it existed before this. Like, all right, that's probably worth owning for Legacy yeah. purposes. Uh... And at the time of me buying them for ten dollars each, they were already like seventeen dollars each. So I technically saved money. <laughs> All right, technically saved money by buying cards. Yeah, some guy came in apparently like an hour after I left, <laughs> looking for the cards I just bought because he straight up told the owner, "Yeah, I want to. Like, yeah, I saw them. You had them for ten, so I was going to buy them and sell them for seventeen. <laughs> All right. Like, props to you, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Next leveling that stuff. Yeah. But. Whatever. All right. We'll see if this nonsense works. But honestly, I just want them to activate it and be like, uh, bolted. I have, I have no actual reliable hope of it ever succeeding. But once mm-hmm. again, it's like whatever. Yeah. I can throw away forty dollars at a LGS. So. Yeah. If you're gonna give it to someone, give it to an LGS, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Next up, we have Mavinda Students Advocates. Two and a white for a 2-3 legendary creature bird advisor. This is the most huggable looking owl I've ever seen in my life. Sec- the second most huggable looking owl. The other one is snuggleable. This one is huggable. I'll allow it. Alright, so I just gotta say before we get to the rule six, I love these goddamn owls. <laughs> <laughs> this, they this make set me has so happy. Oh my gosh. Like these <laughs> the owlkin are just amazing. Okay, continue. <laughs> Alright, it is flying. I don't know if I mentioned that. Zero is the mana cost to activate this ability. (laughs) You may cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn. If that spell doesn't target a creature you control, it costs eight more to cast this way. If that spell would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. Activate only once each turn. This is steep. This exists only to play in feather. I, that's, what I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm like, it, it's weirdly like a nombo with feather, but kind of. it, it's like it's it's a nombo in the way that um uh, dreadheart arcanist is a nombo. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's a nombo if you don't already have a feather, but if you have yeah. both, you're just like yes. I'm just like yes. I will take another. Because it's like I will buy back this card that I had to discard, and at that point, like once feathers rolling, you don't even care, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're like, just it's like you're oh just no, blowing things away. Yeah. My dreadhorde arcanist can no longer cast spells back for free mm-hmm. when I have seven cards in hand. Yeah. <laughs> dreadhorde arcanist being two uh, mana, and this being three is like a thing, but oh yeah, here's like, the thing: this doesn't let you cast that spell for free. Yeah, exactly. You still have to pay the mana cost. Obviously, mm-hmm. like. Like, obviously, Feather rotated out. 
I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to play this in an actual feather deck and like a story oh, no, 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 modern no. because your three drop slot is already taken up. Yeah, it's taken up. I mean, I mean like honestly, I'm trying to think what I played. You could cut it like honestly. This might be better than Krenko. I was gonna say this might be better than Krenko, like because this basically is another Dreadheart Ar- uh, Arcanist, but um, it's a two three flyer it, instead yeah. of a one three trample. Yeah, exactly, and that's like the trample has been relevant way more than I want to admit, <laughs> but most of the time flying would have just covered that anyways. But yeah, either way, like what you'd rather do get over the top or get over yep. the top. Yeah, I mean, also like the nice thing is, is that like with uh with dreadherd you have to you have your one timing window where you can cast it. Yeah. And you can cast any spell which is nice uh at in that timing window. With this you can, you know, pull any of your instants out right away. Oh yeah. Like whenever you need them. <laughs> but, but I I dig this card a lot, honestly, like you know. Yeah. I want, if there is a way to build a heroic deck with this card in in current standard, I would be like all for it. I would still call the deck feather because that's just on point. I mean, did you call the feather deck heroic? I did, and I was like, "Nah, it's a feather deck." <laughs> this deck is built purely around the existence of feather. It just it, so happens you can. It was built purely around the them. existence of red, white, battle, white, hot plate. I can't remember what it's called. Now. <laughs> Tenth district legionnaire. There, that's the one. <laughs> uh, but all right, cool. Bird is bird. Bird is bird. Bird is the word. Yep. All right. Um, next up, we have Strict Proctor. Uh, as soon as I find the card here. All right. Uh, one and a white for a 1-3 creature, Spirit Cleric. Uh, it has flying as well. And whenever a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability to trigger, counter that ability unless its controller pays two. So this is... Hell yeah. Takatli on a guard with flying with a slightly less prison-y ability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I, I love Honor Guard, man. That card was dope. Honor Guard did a very, very specific thing very, very well. It, it really did. And Which being was... a 1-3 in a shock format was yeah. super relevant. Like, it was, it was so important. Being a 1-3 was just hilarious against the Explore deck. Because even when they just had to play their creature out as a creature, you're like, yeah, that doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's like your 2-1 is just a brick. Have fun. Which, like, this is nice you can actually just get in there also. Mm-hmm. You know, I do... Honestly, my biggest complaint about all of these cards that uh, they've been making lately for, like, the white prison things is they all only have a single point of power. Yeah. Which is, like... I, mean, I get it, yeah. but do you have to? <laughs> like, is, is, is making it a 2-2 or even a 2-1 really that... that necessary i mean like, having the having the the, the three have, toughness backside on it oh, is, yeah. like, is like legit having it survive shock is super important i just wish it had a single extra point of power and i would be willing to sacrifice toughness for that power yeah because part of the aspect of playing a deck like death and taxes or a death and taxes style thing mm-hmm. is you need to be able to put pressure on your opponent because eventually they will push through your taxing effects yeah and one point of power is not able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just gotta get some pants, man. Apparently. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Next up, we have... I think I slipped right by it. There it is. We have Ingenious Mastery. 
part of a cycle, actually, in this set, of which I think we will talk about two, because the rest are trash. Yeah. Actually, the white one isn't trash. The right one is fine, but... The red one's absolute trash. The red one is complete garbage. Uh, X, two and a blue. I haven't seen that mana cost since, what, Brain Geyser? Was Brain Geyser two and a blue? Was it Brain Geyser? Or was it... Was it I'm, it's like... Or it's like Brain Geyser. No, it's a, it was a, it's a sorcery. It was like a... Um... Yeah, whatever. I you can't know what remember. I'm it's 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 a draw. It's it is it's, it's a brain it's, geyser. It's a brain geyser effect, but it was like uh, Ravnik era, wasn't it? Was it either Ravnik or Commander? Yeah. Either way, it, it okay. is it is literally this card without okay. extra text. So, All right, continue. Uh, you may you may pay Tuna Blue rather than pay the spell's mana cost. All right. So you may cast Divination. If Tuna Blue cost was paid, you draw three cards. Then an opponent creates two treasure tokens and then scries two. That's a steep cost. Ooh, but yeah. three mana to draw three? That mm-hmm. might be worth it, right? That's a rate. I mean, that's... Uh, if that cost wasn't paid, you draw X cards. Right. I'm pretty sure casting either side of this card is fine. Yeah, right. In limited, obviously. Oh, okay. I don't know about in constructed, where giving your opponent two additional mana and a scry two is probably more impactful, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This card is interesting to me. Yep, it's yeah, fascinating. It's, I, yeah, I mean, I you know, it's another one of those draw cards. It's it's gonna probably gonna be decent regardless. Yeah, I I just have to like I said, this whole tie, this whole cycle is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as we said, like the black one is definitely the best straight up. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But all the other ones are just like, well, that's interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, Except the red one, which you're like, well, that's awful. Yeah, that one is stone unplayable. I hated it in literally everything, but mm-hmm. no. It's really interesting giving your opponents, giving yourself the option of you can give your opponent a benefit, mm-hmm. but you save a lot of men if you do. Yeah. Because like two, the red one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> throw shade at it for everything. All right. Yeah, like, like to draw three cards and not give your opponents two treasures right through, it's going to cost you six mana. Yep. I mean, you're getting a fifty percent discount. Yeah, you're getting a fifty percent discount. And obviously, if you if it's like late game, you're just like whatever, spend eight mana, do your mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. But it's like early game, you have to really think about like what's the worst my opponent can do if I cast this on turn three. Yeah. Right. Except you're probably going to have to discard because you're drawing three cards and three. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe something weird is happening that we don't know about. But yeah. All right. Um. Uh, next up, we have Cast of Talents, one in a blue for an instant counter target instant or sorcery spell. Search its controller's graveyard hand and library for any number of cards with the same name as that spell and exile them. That player shuffles, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. So this card is actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. They've they've experimented before with um, blue-based cranial extraction effects, where mm-hmm. I think it was invasive surgery, which you can counter a sorcery, mm-hmm. and then if you did counter, if you have like spell mastery when you counter sorcery, you got to cranial extraction all of that sorcery from their deck. I okay. think it was delirium actually. Was it delirium? Yeah, because it was in uh, Shadows of Runestrad. All right. Either way, like, this is the ability to just kind of, like, 
Arcadia nuke whatever your deck is built around is really, really interesting. And really scary. <laughs> yeah, and really scary, especially for only two mana. While, mm -hmm. yes, this doesn't let you hit Planeswalkers, which uh, countering target non-creature spell is a much more relevant line of text yeah, than I mean, target instant or sorcery. Arti yeah, artifacts, enchantments, and Planeswalkers do make up a you know, not insignificant portion of cards. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the Planeswalker is the one that I think is the most worrying to me. That this yeah, can't usually. Counter. But I but, mean, like, there's, I mean, there's decks you you really want to get a counter a, um, enchantment or artifact for. Oh yeah, like, there are. But yeah, I think this card is easily constructor playable. Oh yeah, easy peasy. Easily. Like in <laughs> any format that can play negate, you need to consider if you really want to play this card instead. Mm -hmm, I agree. Mm -hmm. Alright. All right. Cool. Next up we have the other playable mastery. <laughs> Baleful Mastery. Three in a black instant. You may pay one in a black rather than pay the spell's mana cost. If one in the black cost was paid, an opponent draws a card. Exile target creature or planeswalker. This card is interesting. This card is really interesting. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, so, like, three and a black exile target creature or planeswalker is on rate. Yes, that is... <laughs> like, like I, I would play just that card in my murder kill deck, which is not necessarily the most glowing endorsement, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you played actual murder in that deck, so... I've played impale in that deck in some considerations. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, the... the... Four mana, especially in instant speed, is the going rate for killing a, any creature or planeswalker. Mm -hmm. And that is a perfectly fine cost to pay. But yep. sometimes you need to, you know, sometimes maybe you only have two mana. And you need to really kill something. Mm -hmm. And that's where the choice comes into play. It's like, alright, what are the odds the card my opponent is going to draw off of this? Like, you are effectively two-for-one-ing yourself to kill your opponent's creature mm -hmm. or planeswalker. But sometimes it's just worth it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, just because something is card disadvantage doesn't mean it's not good. Look at Faithless Looting. Look at Force of Will. Look at Force of Will. Well, Force of Will is still bad. Yes, but I'm just saying, people it's, people yeah. play that card Force, like Force of Will is bad, but it's a necessary evil. Yes. This card is effectively the same thing. It costs mm -hmm. a lot less mana as a, as a necessary evil. Mm -hmm. Like, considering this as a playable card is a very important thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Also in Commander, it's just extremely political. Oh, yeah. It says an opponent draws a card, <sighs> which means you get to choose. That's going to be annoying. <laughs> Man, this card is just like a slam dunk in Commander decks. Just be like, all right, screw you. This person can get a card instead. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, we have Go Blank. Uh, two into black for a sorcery. Target player discards two cards, then exile all cards from that player's graveyard. This card is fascinating. This is there. There are many things about this card that are fascinating. Like, like this, like this mind rot variant feels like they kind of got it. Yeah, mind rot for the longest time has just it's been like, a little too expensive. It's just like right. Right there, always. It's like cancel costs a half a mana too much. Go yeah. Mind rot costs half a mana too, too much. much. Yeah, it's just like, the, oh, man. 
And so they've been experimenting with making it cost less. They have Skull Raid, mm-hmm. which you can if you know you can put on layaway for two mana and then cast it for two mana. Mm-hmm. And other the other thing they do is sometimes they just put additional effects on mind draw to try and make it better. And this is a fantastic thing oh. to do to mind rot. Because what is the worst thing your opponent can do when you mind rot them? Put something in their graveyard that's terrifying. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like mind rot is a risk in some formats because your opponent can just reanimate something. Mm-hmm. This just doesn't let them do that. This is like sideboardable in actual constructed graveyard hate. Yeah. Because if it, you're playing it's a deck where you want to exile their graveyard, they're pitching two cards and then it's all gone. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, imagine... I, I don't necessarily think this would be good enough against Uro, mm-hmm. but imagine in a format with Uro. Yeah, right. Where your opponent goes Uro, sacks it on turn three, and you're just like, go blank. You yep. pitch two cards and all your other shit's gone. Mm-hmm. That's just setting your opponent back a lot. Yeah, it really is. Once again, don't actually know if that would have been good enough, but it would be interesting. I I think this is a wonderful design. I love I like the fact that this card doesn't exist until now blows my mind. Yes. Like it's just one of those cards that's like as soon as you see it, you're like, well, duh. Like, <laughs> like this just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the art on this card is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we had well, a, we I, had a huge conversation about it at one we point. We had a huge conversation involving a lot of Google ML image searches to figure out why yeah. we recognize her art so much. Yeah, Wiley Beckert, you're not yeah. on Seb McKinnon's level in my mind, but my God, you have some good art. Still. Very unique. Like the style is very unique and different from what you normally see, you know, in a Magic set. But like it, it just fits the card so well. It the aesthetically, it fits so well. I, I just. It's super cool. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have that many cards in Magic, but the ones she does have stand out very much. Yep. What was the other one? Soul Shatter? Uh, Soul Shatter is the main one that sticks out to me. Uh, she's also done Thwart the Grave. She has Rise of Extus in, okay. in this, set. this set also. Uh, Fae of Witches, the showcase card. Finishing, oh, yeah. Okay. Finishing Blow from M21 and Reclaim the Wastes from Zendikar also. Yeah. So three cards in Zendikar, two in this set, and two from Eldraine, and then mm-hmm. the one from M21. Yeah. Finishing Blow is just a sweet art also. That one is actually really cool. But, all right, so Impeccable cool card. artist. I'm really, really yeah. glad that they started working for Watsi, actually. Yeah, I, I want to see more by them. I yeah. think it's really cool. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Professor Onyx. Also known as Fletcher gets to gloat some more. I called it. <laughs> Four black black for a five loyalty legendary planeswalker Liliana. But wait, her name isn't Liliana, it's Professor Onyx. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Got a fancy little mustache, nose glasses going on here. <laughs> Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. This card is the single reason why uh, Chain of Smog became a $10 card. <laughs> Plus one, you lose one life. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand, the rest into your graveyard. Minus three. You just want to sacrifice a creature with the greatest power amongst creature that player's controls. Minus eight. Each opponent may discard a card. If they don't, they lose three life. Repeat this process <laughs> six more times. 
Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, first off, yeah, totally called it. Uh-huh. Eat it. Um, the second, this card is just cool, man. Like, I really like, I really like it. I don't think it's like, it doesn't look like a super, super powerhouse. No. But, um, I am going to jam a couple of these in my murder kill deck for sure. I mean, so if anything, all this card does for me (laughs) is just show that Watsi is actively trying to weaken their cards and magic, which I do not think is a bad thing. But if you think about it, this card is literally the cliche five mana planeswalker with plus one draw card, oh, yeah. minus three kill a creature, ultimate probably win the game. Yep. Except this costs six mana. And it has magecraft. And it has magecraft. <laughs> Which I do like how the magecraft works very, very well with the plus one where you lose mm-hmm. life. <laughs> that is actually kind of nice. Yeah, exactly. I was looking and like thinking from my deck aspect, like one of the things that my deck needs is a way to gain some life. Yep. And gosh, if there was a way I could get like, like by casting a ton of kill creature spells. <laughs> oh wait, win the game by killing your opponent's shit. Yeah, right. So net positive. Net positive. So I don't know. I I really like it. I'm super happy I called it. <laughs> and um, uh, you know, I guess. <laughs> yep. Congratulations. I, I'm just gonna pat myself on the back a little bit more. Did I mention I called it? See, here's the thing, right? <laughs> Technically, the, a Planeswalker, but not the way you know them, could still apply to Kazmina because we knew her as Mono Blue, and now she's Blue Green. I mean, that's fair. It's 100% talking about Liliana, though. It's oh, yeah. completely honest here. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, they had to bring her back into the story, like, was my thought. I mean, yes. I just didn't really expect them to do it so soon. So soon? Yeah. Haven't there been, like, when did War of the Spark come out? I don't know, but uh, been at Ka- least Kai two. is supposed to be hunting her down, and we saw Kai on call time, so... Yeah, but like, I mean, like, we've had, what, Eldraine and Kaldheim in between that, at least. Was there another... Was there Theros in between there, too? Yeah, Theros. Yeah, so we've had... Th- so it's like we've had three sets in between even mentioning her, so... Um, Whatever. We, we've, had our, we've had our intermission. We've had our, you know, random episodes of characters doing whatever they want you know goku learning to drive or whatever but like <laughs> so what all right next card <laughs> next card okay uh next up we have conspiracy theorist uh one in a red for a two two creature human shaman whenever it attacks you may pay one and discard a card if you do draw a card uh, whenever you discard one or more non-land cards, you may exile one of them from your graveyard. If you do, you may cast it this turn. This card is kind of busted. This card seems pretty pretty sweet. Like As long as you're willing to pay an additional tax mm-hmm. of one on all of your cards, basically all of the non-lands cards in your hands mm-hmm. have painted, pay additional mana, draw a card. Yeah. That's kind of crazy for a red card. Yeah. You know, and like I do, it is obviously very important that this has a mana tax on it, right? Because otherwise, mm-hmm. it just suddenly you're casting cards for free in red, and it's just straight card advantage. Which is yeah, insane. you're just doing you're doing dumb things. But, <laughs> like this is only a two mana two two, so it's not that insane. But this is some real card advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, just... like I, this is yeah, I think this is legit. 
I don't think this is as good as Dreadheart Arcanist, but it's definitely trying. <laughs> I mean, it's it's trying. There's a lot of cards that aren't as good as Dreadheart Arcanist, though. I mean, you know, literally got busted, banned in Legacy. Bust, busted two drop cycle, only card to get banned. Taste yeah. it. Yeah, wrecked <laughs> everyone. All right. Uh, I don't know. It's a cool card. Yeah, the card's cool. I like it. All right. Next up, we have Retriever Phoenix. Three and a red for a 2 2 creature Phoenix with flying and haste, i.e., this is a Phoenix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Retriever Phoenix enters the battlefield, if you cast it, learn. Hmm. As long as Retriever Phoenix is in your graveyard, if you would learn, you may instead return Retriever Phoenix to the battlefield. This is a Phoenix that retrieves other Phoenix. That's cool. Phoenix? Phoenixes? Phoenixes. I, th- I feel I like I like Phoenix and Phoenix for the singular and plural of Phoenix. A Phoenix that retrieves other Phoenix. Phoenixes is technically the plural. <laughs> I'm going pro- to pronounce it as Phoenix because it sounds idiotic. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is a cool card. This card is really cool. Yeah. I wish it cost one less mana, but that's just because don't, the don't only you always here's the deal: the only time Phoenixes are ever actually playable is when they cost three mana. I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. Actually, I'm thinking of like the good ones that I play- that we played. Yeah, like I'm, uh, what was the one from Ixalan? That was three mana, right? Know. No, that was four. Which one was from Ixalan? Rekindling. Oh yeah, that thing. Well, that thing was busted. Yeah, that thing that, was dumb. That though. was a real phoenix, unlike these ones where you have to trigger them in some fancy way, kind of phoenix. That one was just like lol. <laughs> <laughs> that was a four mana four three flyer. That thing was insane. Yeah. That wasn't even like an aggro card. That was a mid-range card. Uh, of course, we played it in our um, uh, <laughs> Jun deck or whatever. Block constructed, yo. Come Block constructed, me. hell yeah. All right. All right yeah. But yeah, uh, cool Phoenix. I hope, uh, honestly, I hope a card like this is good enough. Yeah, it's really interesting to me that this is three and a red also and not red red. Yeah. We don't normally see splashable Phoenixes. Yeah, that is that is true. Usually they're double red, so... Yeah. I don't know. I'm okay with it though. I think it's cool to have. I you know, let let us have something like this, right? Like, <laughs> just, just let us have some fun. Why is yeah? Let hard? let red players do something. All right. Next up, we have. Oh, are we skipping green? Apparently, yeah, apparently. Get, get I don't bang, know if I just green. don't care about green, but we are just moving beyond it. I mean, it's probably the best. Going to be the best color again, but it always is. Right. Uh, all right. I just gotta search this. All right, here we are. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So next up, we have Fracture, uh, white black instant, destroy target artifact, enchantment, or planeswalker. This card is cool. This card. This card is cool. Is I very, really like this card. Yeah. It's not very often you see a removal spell that can't hit creatures, but literally hits everything else. Yeah. Like <laughs> especially when it's black white. Like you know. Basically, all the removal spells we see with Black White are like destroy target creature, blah 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. like or you know, like a Vindicate or something like that. Like this is just, I I like it. I like that limitation. You know, yeah. as somebody who would like like it to be able to hit, you know, something like uh, hit a creature in their deck. Like 
man, like, I don't know. This is a good design. It's hitting all the spaces you need, you know, and because they gave black the enchantment removal and stuff like that, it kind of combining it with white makes it feel really, you know, cohesive and balanced and stuff. So, like, I, I don't know. I like this card. It's, yeah. I'm high on it. Card's sweet. I think the art. I actually really like that it doesn't hit Planeswalkers, which means, like, this is just a really good sideboard card. Yeah, the, yeah, it hits the three. It doesn't hit, like, one of the main creature type, you know, main card types, but it hits, you know, the three other important ones. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Next up, we have Kazmina Enigma Sage. Uh, we have it's one green blue for a two loyalty legendary planeswalker, Kazmina. Each other planeswalker you control has the loyalty abilities of Kazmina Enigma Sage. Okay. Plus two, scry one. Negative X, create a zero, zero green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus one, plus one counters on it. Minus eight, search your library for an instant or sorcery card that shares a color with this planeswalker. Exile that card, then shuffle. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. This card is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just looked over at the prices on Scryfall. Yeah, okay. Oh, wait, it's actually expensive monetarily. Holy, yeah. I didn't even know that. It's like thirty I was, bucks. I was talking. Uh, all right, I was talking about the loyalty ability. Oh, if it's loyalty uh, ability, the yeah, eight the minus eight. Yeah, I guess, but like the thing is, is like that works on any planeswalker. Then it does, which is why this card is kind of expensive. Yeah, because it has a combo, don't you know? <laughs> it combos with another three mana planeswalker that is also blue and green. Oh, really? I'm not talking about Oko. Oh, really? Uh, Kiora, Behemoth Beckoner. Oh. Too generic in a hybrid Simic. Mm -hmm. uh, seven starting loyalty. I'm doing this from memory. Whatever creature with power four greater enters the battlefield under your control, you draw a card. You can minus one and untap target permanent you control. Mm -hmm. So the joke is you play Kiora, and then you play Kazmina, and then you tick up Kiora up to nine. Mm -hmm. And then the next turn, you minus eight and cast an ultimatum out of your deck. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's good enough. I don't personally think it is. I would be on that same train with you. But whatever. Whatever, hey. It, I mean, that's literally it, only playable in historic and older formats, so... Yeah. It's a cool card, right? Like, yeah, regardless. Sweet. Yeah. You know, giving all of your War of the Spark Planeswalkers plus abilities, like mm -hmm. all when all of the uncommons only have negatives, means oh, yeah. they have more they have more staying power. That's actually a really, really cool ability. Mm -hmm. I don't think this card is worth thirty dollars, but what do I nope. know? I, yeah, what do, what do we know? I'll be honest, I'm actually really bad at uh, evaluating planeswalkers a lot of times, so Yeah, right. I think most of them are trash. And apparently they're really good, I guess. Oh. I thought Oka was trash, so... <laughs> I mean, I suppose I was going to say Liliana's going for like $65 for her showcase frame. Then I realized that she goes infinite in EDH, so of course she is. So. I mean, okay. <laughs> oh no, someone sneezed and they went infinite in EDH. Yeah, right, basically. Who would have thought? <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, you like walk past a game of EDH and it accidentally causes three people at the table to go infinite. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, 
Um, next up, we have Magma Opus. A plus on the name. name. Uh, so that is six blue red for an instant. <laughs> um, Magma Opus deals four damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. Tap two, tap two target permanents. Create a four-four blue and red elemental creature token. Draw two cards. Uh, in uh, hy- uh, two hybrid mana. So is it? Is it? Discard Magma Opus. Create a treasure token. So this is actually part of a cycle, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. in Prismari, where mm-hmm. I believe there is an uncommon and there is a common that also have a hybrid, hybrid, or hybrid, hybrid, hybrid mana cost to create a treasure token. Okay. Uh, I I think all of them are stupid expensive, also. So <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like a kind of a um, big spells in Prismari. So yeah, there's a big spells theme going on in Prismari. Where it's just like, oh yeah, I do this really sweet thing. Uh, their legendary dragon actually makes all artifacts you control have tap at one man of any color. Use it only to cast instant or sorcery spells. Oh, cool. So he's got a theme going on is what yeah, it comes right? down to, right? But, so that is actually like kind of cool. I just think this card is sweet. I love how it's called Magma Opus. Uh, that is such a top-notch name. I love the really, really weird thing they got going on, where it's 4-2-4-2. Four, two, four, two. So you do oh, yeah. 4 damage, you, you tap 2 permanents, you make a 4-4, four, four, you draw 2 cards. I don't know why it does that. I don't know what it's referencing. I, I but don't it's know sweet. Yeah. This card's just sweet. Yeah, cool. Also, the art is pretty, uh, pretty dope. Yeah. Is that an elephant? That looks like an elephant. It must be. I don't know. It, it is abstractish, and I really like it. Yeah, it's destroying things is what it's come down to. Yeah, like this is this is not as good as Cruel Ultimatum, but this is sweet in the same sense as Cruel Ultimatum because yeah. you're just doing everything, <laughs> all the things that you can think of. Like the least impactful thing about this card is probably the tap two target permanence, and even that can just like punch through and win the game. Right? I mean, you've you've used that effect to great effect before. I have used that effect to very great effect before. <laughs> in people's upkeeps. In people's upkeeps. All Which right. you can do with this card, too, because it's an instant. Woohoo! <laughs> so if, right. the, if the elemental had haste, this card would be insane. Yeah. Because you would be, like, removing three blockers and flipping in another thread on the board. Mm-hmm. Granted, it would cost eight mana, but whatever. Yeah. Right. I'll stop talking about it. Alright, next up we have Rip Apart. Red, white, for a sorcery. Choose one. Rip Apart deals three damage to a creature or planeswalker. Destroy target artifact or enchantments. So this is just an upgraded upgrade. Mm-hmm. Except it's a sorcery instead of instant, so it's unplayable. Well, I like the I like this card. I'm surprised there's not a card called Rip Apart already. Me too. I would expect this to be like a red card or like a really brutal looking black card of some right, sort. Right? Yeah. But yeah, this card's cool. Yep. You know, like I said, it's an upgraded cool. braid. Cool, simple design. Cool, simple. It does. It slices. It dices. It julienne fries. <laughs> 
once again, put it in your sideboard. It does anything you can want ever want it to do. Yeah, right. I like sideboard cards. Sideboard cards are sweet. All right. Uh, next up, we have Rushed Rebirth. Uh, it is black-green for an instant, so this card's playable because it's not a sorcery. <laughs> um, choose target creature when that creature dies this turn search your library for a creature card with lesser mana value put it onto the battlefield tapped then shuffle card is interesting yes it is I don't know if it's good <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure you know protein hulk is a card that did something similar to this <laughs> we all know what that card does well that card is up like 17 creatures by itself and wins the game, but... Yeah, that card, that card did some things that were unreasonable because it... Yeah. Yeah. That like more flashes. Fall I know it's so. not correct, but the first thing that comes to my mind is I'm, I'm like Shriekma in response <laughs> in response, use this tutor up a 4-drop for 4 mana. Uh, sir, it's not tutor up a 4-drop. It's tutor up Ravenous Chupacabra. Oh, now now you got me going. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna say a four drop, name the proper four drop. Name the proper four drop. We're just gonna we're just gonna kill everything. Yeah. <laughs> just tutor up that Chupalupa. Yeah. So you're both playing Shriekma, a fame a famously good value card, and tutoring up a card that should have been banned. Yeah, it should have been banned, right? <laughs> uh, people are God. dumb. They are dumb. To be fair, though, Ravenous Chupacabra is okay. Explore, expo is very good. explore though, way too good. Too good. Explore, <laughs> too good. explore completely bannable. God, who would ever print a three mana explore? <laughs> uh, all right. <sighs> Where are we? We are on Silver Quill Silencer. White, black, gray, three, two, human cleric. As Silverquill Silencer enters the battlefield, choose a non-land card name. Whenever an opponent casts a spell with a chosen name, they lose three life and you draw a card. Yep. I, so this is... I cannot imagine a world where this card is like, you know... Obviously, like you start reading this and like, oh my god, it's like a meddling mage. You're like, oh, it's not a meddling mage. It just punches your opponent in the gut for a lot. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm okay with, like... Like, the more I look at some of these cards, I'm like, man, I want to, like... And I know I've said this before because I like making awful decks that actually don't work. Um, but, like, I want to make, like, a Tax Bears deck almost and, like, do, like, stuff like this. Yeah, the one problem with a card like this is you have to figure out which card you actually want to name. Mm-hmm. Which is the hard part, right? I mean, I guess... I mean, it's not that hard, but it is yeah. slightly hard. It's good. It's yep. sweet. Card's cool. I like it. I think it's sweet. I keep trying to figure out how I'm going to put it in. Like, white, black, murder, kill, but I just don't think that's going to happen. So. Yeah, I don't think it's good enough for that. Nope, I don't think so either. But I keep want, I keep want, trying to find an excuse. So. It doesn't kill anything. It's definitely not. That is uh, the problem. It does draw cards if people... see. Alright, so here's the thing. If Murder Kill becomes a meta deck, you gotta play this in the sideboard so that you can get this out and stop them from killing your stuff and pick which card they're gonna kill your dude with. Yeah, that's the thing is, 
you'd name like, oh, you can't if you cast this removal spell, right. I get to draw a card, mm-hmm. and they'll just cast one of their seventeen other removal spells. There we are, okay, because that's what that deck does. <laughs> okay, uh, next up we have Vanishing Birth, white black. I'm liking these mana costs. Uh, for an instant, exile target monocolored permanent. All right. I <laughs> so this card is not insane. No. It is very, very good. I think this card is good, but it is definitely not insane. Yeah, like, this card is on par with Assassin's Trophy in my mind. Because this card is limited. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a real limit. Yeah, this is not Vindicate. No. Like, yes, a lot of older cards, a lot of cards that see play in older formats are monocolored, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Of note, this does not hit Oko. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate. <laughs> for for all that he's even so legal in, granted, which isn't much, there mm-hmm. are cards that this cannot hit. This does not hit a lot of, like, the playable cheap stuff. Like, you know, this can't hit anything in humans if humans is ever a deck in it can hit some things in spirits not others mm-hmm. this card is still very good yes definitely under no conditions will i ever say this card is bad no I, no I mean this yeah no way this is a bad card two mana exile of some permanence is still good yeah like the biggest as i the biggest card to compare this to as i said is assassin's trophy mm-hmm. assassin's trophy is two mana instant destroy target permanence Mm-hmm. But then they get to search for a, land, a basic land put it into play. Mm-hmm. Of note, Assassin's Trophy is good because it can hit lands. Mm-hmm. You know, disrupting Tron matters. Yep. Disrupting any sort of land based thing matters. This can't do that. Of note, this can kill Merit Lage when Assassin's Trophy cannot. But mm-hmm. Assassin's Trophy can instead blow up the land. So, you know. It's a trade-off. Yep. Um, I'll just play Darkest Hour and then reset. Boom. There you go. Problem well, solved. Uh, I guess. That yeah, actually, it, remo- it, it removes all is, other colors. That is literally a perfect answer. You're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. When am I ever wrong? <laughs> Besides most of the time, but not right now. You can also use this to exile your Darkest Hour. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> this does not yeah. sound like a good thing. but okay. It does not. But yeah. this this card is cool. The it is more limited than something like like Assassin's Trophy is, mm-hmm. but it is also a still a very good card. Yep. This is one of the cards that makes this one, and then also that like sideboardish card, um, uh, Fracture, are the ones that like make me really want to make Murder Kill back into White Black. Because all you ever want to do is make that card back into White Black. I kind of do. <laughs> so. I, this card's dope. I love it. As I said, yeah. not it's not insane, but it is good. Okay. Next okay. up, we have Strixhaven Stadium. Once I find... Oh, yeah, it's an artifact. Yep. And it has lots of text. It does. <laughs> Three mana for an artifact. Tap. Add colorless. Put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, remove a point counter from Strixhaven Stadium. 
right? Mm -hmm. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent, put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Then if it has 10 or more point counters on it, remove them all and that player loses the game. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's following along at home, but I'm putting this card in Cranko, and I'm going to kill everyone with it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I'm just like rereading it whenever a creature you could just do oh, <laughs> Yeah. That does each trigger for each one, yeah. Each individual one counts. Each counts. Huh. I mean, the odds are if I'm attacking you with enough goblins, you're dead anyways, but this still's cool. <laughs> I mean, right, you might as well. It's like, oh no, you gained infinite life, dead you. But I mean, like you could, you could realistically like alpha strike somebody, get one goblin thrown another person, and stack the triggers in the appropriate way. Yes. All I need is get one goblin through on each other player, and alpha strike the other. <laughs> it's busted. I uh... love it. <laughs> I don't think this card is good enough, but my god, is it hilarious? Yeah. In constructed, it's definitely good enough for Cranko. Everything's good enough for Cranko. Everything's good enough for Cranko. <laughs> Does it care about the quantity instead of quality? It's good enough for Cranko. Yeah, right. Cranko <laughs> is literally quantity over quality. Uh... Yeah. All right. I hate this card. I'm just gonna say it. The next card or the stadium? The stadium. Just all the. So I hate. The art bothers me, and all this stadium BS is just like. You know why I like come this on, card? Come on, guys. Ugh. This reminds me of Contested Warzone. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, I would. This, this is going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have a bit of a rant, right? All right, I was, fine. I was, I was thinking about doing this in the beginning, uh, but I we didn't. So we just moved on. I'm going to do it now. All right. For every single mongoloid out there. <laughs> Am I a mongoloid? No, you're not. Okay. Who is complaining about the fact that they're like, oh yeah, Watsi specifically said that they're not taking any influence from any uh, specific resources. Is just going to. This is not the Harry Potter of magic. This is just the magical school aspect of magic. And and it's like, oh yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's like, no, you idiots. This isn't a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Harry Potter is not the only freaking magical school thing in existence. It has literally been a genre for a long-ass time. She just happens to write a story in it. You're a dumbass. Just because they have a special mage-based sport doesn't mean they're ripping off Quidditch. It's literally just a thing that happens in this genre shut up about thinking that they're just trying to corporate speak their way out of saying that they're copying something. Stop being a dumbass. So, as much as I hate that, so I'm just going to say also, I hate, I hate the, the magic sport aspect of the genre as a whole. Like To be fair, I hate at, it. I at hate least, it. At least for um, me, Harry Potter is the thing that pop popularized the oh, yeah. sport in the magic setting. Yeah. Like, and I think it is just the jarring nature of seeing something so modern to some degree in it. Sports are modern? No, the, the, the structure, the structure of the, um, of the card and everything. You have this, like, 
it, it, it's something that is so ingrained in, in like our popular culture, like as a, as an entire whole, like of seeing a stadium that looks like this, like that literally just looks like a football stadium. I mean, in a lot I mean, of ways, kind of. I mean, it has the same it, sort of it like looks like a structure that you would stadium. See. It looks like a stadium you would see built nowadays, like that. For some reason, the thing that really gets me is that perfectly manicured green. I don't know what it is. Like, every time I see that in any media or something like that, where it's like, all right, we're at the school with all this stuff, and all of a sudden you have a perfectly mowed field with chalk lines, it just is like, go away. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, if you're going to hate on that, you have to hate on every school having that. I do. Okay. <laughs> so you just hate, you just hate sports in school. Oh, I do also. Okay. Yes, but that is a completely different I was, conversation. Honestly, just going to point out that's perfectly acceptable because I also think that sports in school are idiotic. All right. You're yeah. literally setting your children up for like lifelong health issues. <laughs> but all right. Football is barbaric. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about wrestling. All right. Oh, don't get me. Wrestling is. I the just... thing about wrestling is they are fully grown adults before they're legally allowed to do it. Oh, okay. So. All right. We'll get off on this. So next up we have the Snarls. <laughs> Snarl. I hate these names. Yeah, me too. Uh, there's a bunch of them. They are all... Uh, enters the battlefield, you may reveal one of two lands of its type. And otherwise it enters tapped. Uh, taps for those two colors of mana. They're the continuation of the Shadowland cycle. They're yep. not very good, but they're playable when you don't have any other options. I, I played these in decks. Yeah. Of note, they play really, really poorly with the Triomes. Either way, your land's entering the battlefield tapped. Get wrecked. <laughs> but you'll play them when you have no choice. Yep. And you will accept it. Yep. I mean, you know, if nothing else, you have the Triome and you can... Yeah, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just sandbag Triumph with the hope of eventually cycling it. I guess. I don't know. Oh. Who knows? I mean, that, that is something. Not a good it thing. It is but it's something. something. It's not. It's not a good thing. It's something. All right. All right. So those lands exist. Yeah, I've actually always hated these because whenever you only have like three cards in hand, it sucks to show your opponent that one of them is a land. Right. Because yeah. then it's just like it's like, well, he can't have three removal spells. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, then. Last, but not least, I actually like this more than the rare land cycle. Me, me too, a lot. Are the campuses. Uh, <laughs> they enter the battlefield tapped. They tap for one mana of two different colors, and you can spend four mana and tap scry one. Heck yeah. These are, these are twice as good mana-wise, half as good scry-wise as whatever that blue castle was. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yep, I like these. I think they're cool. I'm glad they're at common. Yep. Um, they're going to get reprinted in every commander deck ever. Every commander deck from now until the end of time. We'll have we'll have these. They're I just mean, they're just they're just great for that kind of environment. Oh yeah, they're just a straight up upgrade over all of the tap lands they already give you. Yeah, right. And just like ha having the ability to scry for a land is just or scry one is just nice. You know. Yep. Like so. four mana sc tap scry is like not the best rate in the world. But... Oh, not even close. But it's yeah. free. But yeah, it's like 
why not? Like, yeah. how many how many games of Commander do you, or like you know when you're playing more casual Commander, do you, are you just like, oh shit, I guess I'll do something and you can scry? Hey, I flood all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. Uh, we probably should wrap this one up because we're a little over here. Got talking about random things. So. I had right. to get my rant in. It was very important. All right. Well, that's good. We got it in. All right. So I'm, uh, uh, on that note, uh, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Uh, check out thelocalmeta.com for uh, links to our stream, to the Patreon, to the Discord, and all that amazing fun stuff. Um said we'll stream probably in a couple weeks and i'll try to fix the notifications i'll probably post something in the discord this time manually to make sure it works uh and yeah come in a chat and say hi because we'd love to talk to people and all of that because we're lonely Lonely. (laughs) oh now that we have to get taken down (laughs) all right uh john do you have anything else (laughs) All right, we'll catch you next time.